Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors, cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's episode is with two brothers, Guy and Elon Ferdman, and they are the co-founders of Satori Prime. As a former highly successful commercial banker, Elon Ferdman is well-versed in the tradition during a traditional 50 to 60 hour per week business model. Even though he was running a successful business bank he built from the ground up, he felt like he was missing out on something, a huge portion of his life, by dedicating a significant amount to just working. So it was at the same time that Elon's younger brother, Guy Ferdman, was working in the online market space and attracting considerable attention for his ability to analyze complex online programs and simplify them down to easily digestible information. And thus began the Satori Prime Academy uh, journey, which is an online business coaching and bricks and mortar business incubator. So I'm really, really excited to have them on the show as they talk to us about their journey and basically lay down the principles of what it means to be a 21st century business individual. Welcome to the show, brothers. Boom. I feel like that. I feel like that needed like really ominous um dramatic music behind it and then it's like and thus began the journey of the story <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> we, we can awesome always fix that in post <laughs> um no but it's it's a real pleasure to to you know see two brothers working together i'm the oldest of three brothers uh and nice. so definitely been in a very testosterone filled environment for most of my life but your your uh, your journeys are interesting i guess i'll start with the elon you're the oldest right so i'll start with the yes i'm the oldest so i'm going to start with the oldest <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough sorry in my life sorry, <laughs> but how about you walk me through uh the journey and then um, i'll have guy follow up and we can then dive into satori prime academy cool how how far back do we want to go Hey, a lot of the listeners tend to be between, you know, the, the 21 to 35 range. So, you know, if you if they hear your journey from an early point, I think highlighting how nonlinear entrepreneurship can be. Yeah. Be. So, yeah. I, I love that. I love that you brought that nonlinear. Yeah. 
um, I think the older you get, the more you realize how nonlinear life can actually be. Um, all right, so I'll actually start at 21 because I think when I was 21, uh, probably the most pivotal change in my life happened, and that is I found personal development. Um, I, my brother, three months earlier, when he was 19, had attended the Landmark Forum, called me, um, I believe it was Sunday afternoon, I heard his voice, and he's like, I want you to do this thing, and I was like, fuck yeah. Um, so I did that and that really open, I mean, that was being unplugged from the matrix. And right after that, um, that was right when I graduated from college and I got some crappy job for three months where I was an employee and my boss called me into the office, offered me, they were so excited. They were like, wow, you've done such amazing work. We want to offer you this new project. And I was like, you know what? this isn't for me. And the look on his face was so priceless because he's like, he couldn't understand how after he was just telling me I was excelling, someone was like, you know what, I'm out of here. Like, I can't do this. And <laughs> thus began my my real entrepreneurial journey. Um, I had a few odd and end things, but primarily in 2004, I started a I was actually a loan officer when I started, and then within a year and a half, I became an equity partner of a commercial finance uh, shop, and we grew the business from half a million dollars in uh, with with an initial half a million dollar investment to uh, by twenty two thousand eight two thousand nine we got over a hundred million dollars in assets under management. So I was living a dream. I was twenty five six seven had the car of my dreams when I was twenty seven years old. Bought the million dollar house. Um, met my soulmate, got married, gorgeous wedding, like everything was just, I, I thought I had life figured out. Um, life had other plans. Uh, and then 20, we were actually great. So 2008, the world economic world collapsed, late 2007. And then in 2010, we survived up until 2010. And in 2010, we bid it just like everyone else. And when I say bid it, I mean, I went from making multiple six figures to living on unemployment checks, um, having my house foreclosed on because I couldn't pay the mortgage and having, and my wife was pregnant at the time. Guy at the same time who he also worked with me at that bank, um, he had to sell his car and move in with my parents. And while he was trying to figure out what he was doing next, I was trying to figure out what I was doing next. I think we both asked ourselves a very important question, which is if money wasn't an issue, and I just want to point out that it was very, very much an issue, uh, but if money wasn't an issue, what would we do? Um, and my best friend at the time was starting like a medical finance company, so I could have easily transferred into that. And I just kind of like saw, I played that out for five, 10 years, and I was like, I'm about to do the same thing I was doing. Just instead of dealing with savvy business people, I'm going to deal with idiot doctors. Um, and what am I going to, if I look back 10 years, like what would my 10 year older self say to me today? And the answer was like, you had an opportunity to get out of these golden handcuffs and go do something that you know, you love and you're passionate about and is why you're on this earth. And this is what we're doing again. And I was like, you know what? God was like, you want to start a business together? And I was like, Yeah. Now's the perfect time to start a business. <laughs> um, and that's basically how Satori Prime got started. I mean, it was it was more of a 
I think we both knew who we were as people and what value we could contribute. And we were like, look, if we just trust and honor that and follow that, we will make it. We didn't know when. I mean, we thought, you know, like linearly, we thought it would be much faster, obviously. Um, but yeah, it was, it's been an incredible journey. And even in 2016, this past year, we had a major, major pivot in our business, um, kind of going from like the online marketing, affiliate marketing, training space into just focusing on personal development. So it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind roller coaster adventure for sure. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that, Elon. And uh, Guy, I'm, I'm wondering where your mindset is as you're sitting down, probably going down memory lane. And, and you probably can <laughs> you probably can recall some of those moments yourself where, you know, you reached out to, to Elon and said, hey, we should probably start a business. And at the same time, you know, when I was reading your bio, it said that you are starting to do some things in the, in the Internet space. You know, you're starting to get recognized in that area. What about the Internet and the online business made you feel like, you know what? Now or never? Yeah, I mean, I guess it was a pretty simple choice at the time. I, I was running these um, these brunches in New York, and it was just bringing people together to um, talk about their dreams. I, I, I had read that Eleanor Roosevelt line about small minds talk about people, average minds talk about events, great minds talk about ideas. So I spent uh, once a month bringing a group of people together to speak about their dreams and during those conversations, it occurred to me that I already knew what I wanted to do. Um, Elon and I had been in, in some form of personal education nonstop for about eight years at that point in time. Now it's like 15 um, and a lot of different facets. And uh, during that time frame, I just became clear that whatever we were providing as far as value for people there was some unique aspect to it. People were really like, it was very alluring for people. It made a big difference quickly. And even when I had my own developmental transformation at 19, I immediately saw a vision of the world that was stark, stark contrast to what I saw out there and, and really in the realm of like communication, inner well-being, uh, personal empowerment, um, spiritual practice, like all of it, right? And I was like, you know, we're not that far off from us, and when I say us, I mean as a species, living at a elevated level that probably has not been seen in our history in like thousands of years. Like it really wouldn't take as much as people think. It's a few generational gaps. So anyway, so um, what I knew is that we had something to share, and I knew that shaking people's hands, going to networking events, walking down Main Street, you know, one person at a time. While while I would enjoy that work. Um, the type of impact Elon and I would like to make is more on a global level. And our goal as a company right now is to transform the lives of 100 million people. So if you're gonna if you're gonna create a goal like that, uh, your moonshot, it's not going to be you know in the offline space today. And, and I think when you look at like Tony Robbins and a lot of the more old school quote unquote gurus, I mean they they've had to do that with with live events and you know books and everything else. And today, obviously, to get a message out there is a lot easier. And, and what that takes for you to have a brand, for you to communicate something to people, um, especially that matters to you, is getting online. So um, I went and found a, I guess you call it like a biz op, but it's really like a educational, you know, it's an educational community that, that taught the skills that one would need to know in the online marketing space. And uh, because of our background in psychology and, and all this developmental stuff, um, that came really, really naturally to me. Well, I can say naturally. It came naturally on the back of that foundation. 
Um, and we just saw that we had a knack for the marketing stuff. So we kind of did that for a few years. And uh, there was a time I would have probably considered myself one of the top Facebook marketers in the world. I was doing really innovative stuff. Today, I'm, I'm far from. Um, but our focus now is really primarily just on the transformational work. Yeah, no, I love it. And I often say, to me, the, the two most important skills to build in today's world are you know, the personal brand and the personal development as well as cultural competence. And the reason why I say those things are because you know, the digitalization and the globalization of the world has made the world smaller. So you inevitably interact with several cultures, but being able to stand out in such a crowded field is also an important skill for you to actually lead a movement and be a leader. So if you don't know how to develop yourself or your brand, you can then be one of the people um, in, uh, you know, in the sea of, uh, of, of confusion. But out of that, yeah, yeah no, uh, and I see that both of you do that, but out of that, there's often this, this thing, I had Tom Billio on earlier uh, on the podcast, and he was talking about having a growth mindset. And I was listening to a podcast you had done early on. I think it's awesome at your job. And you were both talking about how perception creates meaning uh, and motivation. Can you, uh, can you elaborate on that? Well, I mean, look, I can, I can speak into it. Look, I think, I think a lot of our um, society, we've been, we've been greatly trained to um, rely on and abide by the logic mind, right? And when we're talking about spirituality, personal development, manifestation, like this world that honestly exists beyond the logical mind is like this world of magic. Uh, it, it's interesting to me that we've kind of relegated a lot of like spiritual craft, magic, um, mysticism to like painting it with a dark brush. And I think it has a lot of people kind of shy away from it and use words like cult and stuff like that. In yeah. fact, the people that I know that are living their best lives are the people that are like diving headfirst and all, all that stuff. And mm. everyone, everyone else is looking at them going like, how are you doing this? How are you living this way? I feel like Elon and I operate that way. Um, you know, really like lifestyle of freedom, abundance, like relationships come to us really easily. We don't really take actions. That's not consistent with what's uh, outside of realm of alignment. So I think what's happened for me, I can only speak for me in the last year is I used to spend a lot of time trying to understand, understand reality, understand people, da, 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 that kind of crap. And we are addicted to information today. Now, if you look at the quality of your life, while I agree that information will open up the gateways for you, reading a book ultimately doesn't give you the experience that allows the vibrational frequency of your body to change and say, wow, I know this, it's integrated within me and I'm living from that place. So what I'm finding is, is that my interest in discovering what reality is, is, is diminishing and becoming less and less. And really where my interest is, is, is leaning into the illusion, into the perception, into the perceived reality, right? Because every single one of us is perceiving reality as we choose to see it. And then we're all standing around like having these like fits of rage over our argument over what's real and what's not real when ultimately it's like seven and a half billion people ha having seven and a half billion different experiences inside the illusion that they're creating for themselves so i think for me i have found that my life is significantly more joyous significantly more in alignment when i consistently just play with the unknown of this illusion and i'm like okay well like what in my illusion right now might be disempowering me or is not consistent with the goals that I would like to see. And I just noticed like, guys, if, if whatever your perceived illusion is, is going to become the reality that you live inside of, yeah. um, you, you can absolutely have conscious thought 
that is essentially the seeds that you're planting in the subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind is going to form that reality in front of you. That reality might be great relationships or bad ones. could be a lot of money or a little bit of money, a lot of health or no health. And every single day, we all have an opportunity to say, hey, okay, I am I am sitting at the helm of the control of the wheels. You know, I got to get responsible for the thoughts and feelings that are running through my body and coursing through because that's the seeds that you're planting today that are going to bear fruit tomorrow. And I think that's the beauty of doing all this kind of work is the when we say awareness and consciousness, it's just having that awareness and responsibility that, hey, you are choosing this illusion. That illusion is going to become the reality you seek. And it's like, okay, so what do you want to program it? And uh, Elon? Yeah, I was going to say pretty much the only thing that I think I can add to that is that especially when you're younger, you're very unaware of how you're programming. So one of the things that we focus on is upgrading your operating system. So if you think like the phone that you have in your hand, that you're probably listening to this podcast on, um, you get an up grade to the operating system you know the ones that like everyone dreads like no why did you upgrade my phone because none of my apps are working now that one um that happens twice a year but rarely do we think about upgrading our internal operating system and the operating system that most people use is created when you're between the ages of five to nine so your relationship with your parents your relationship with your siblings maybe an early teacher or, or sports you know, coach or something like that, those kind of become almost like the voice in your head. I just spoke to one of our clients today, and he was telling me how uh, anxious he is and how he's constantly judging himself and beating himself up. And I just asked a simple question. I was like, I was like so how is your relationship with your dad? And he's like, holy shit. And it was like his dad's voice, you know, the guy that would basically like he would – say, you know, he'd come back with a 90 on his test score and he's like, why didn't you bring home a 94? Or like he would drop 32 points in a basketball game. He's like, you played like shit. Why didn't you, why'd you miss that three? And now he's doing that to himself internally. And so I think that unchecked that people believe that that noise in their head is them. Yeah. And it leads them to make horrible decisions in their lives. And you could be 30, 40, 50, and still living a life that's trying to prove something to someone because that's what got programmed into you really early on. And so if you could just get that your perception of the world is due to how you were programmed when you were five, six, seven, eight years old, it gives you a choice because that aspect, especially when people are entrepreneurial and expanding, you quickly realize that your operating system sucks at producing the results that you want. For people that aren't up to stuff, they don't give a shit, right? Like they just go through life and they sit on couches and watch Netflix. But for people that are up to stuff, you're going to quickly realize that you're going to constantly need to upgrade this operating system to fit and align with that which you want to manifest in your life and do it, I assume, quickly. So that's, that's where our focus of work really is yeah yeah it's the the whole idea that you you can create your own reality and um a lot of times we end up being our own worst enemies um definitely i remember talking to you i think now i remember it was it must have been you elon when we first talked 
and you know my generation millennials and and younger you th- there was a particular gripe you had where you thought there was a patience that we needed to develop in order to understand yeah. what it what business is and i'm very curious in both of your mindsets as both of you are well versed in mentoring entrepreneurs from all sorts of ranges what do you feel like my generation and gen zers coming after me need to understand in order to to develop successful scalable businesses in today's world i just have to ask a quick question yeah. is the next what did you say the next generation is gen what oh gen z gen z okay cool yeah yeah know. that's what they call what gen y Good and to know. gen z is uh you know right after us <laughs> <laughs> so now millennials have somebody else to be like oh gen z's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You guys all care about video games and YouTube. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> we're, we're so the Snapchat generation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like 30 years from now, we're like, we were there when Snapchat was just created. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys don't know what life was like before Snapchat. <laughs> it's always so funny to me because I always think every generation does this, but then, you know, we always have like, why this generation is so different, how to hire this generation. But yeah, yeah. there is an interesting difference, though, because, you know, yes, we, my generation in particular, we, I started with dial-up, but then we've been primarily using the digitalization of the world. Now, I agree with a lot of what you said in that phone call we had, where you said there's some patience that needs to be developed. But it sounded like when I was talking to you, you were, you had some impassioned... <laughs> Like if you were on a stage with 50 million of us, you'd be like, you need to sit down and wait three years. It, does, it doesn't happen because you snap your fingers. Develop your craft. <laughs> Develop your craft. So I, a lot of millennials listen to the show. And I, I kind of want to give both of you a chance to say what the blueprint yeah. is. Yeah. So, so here's something that's happened. And I don't think that it's – look, I think millennials get a really bad rap. Um uh, I just listened to some of this stuff and I'm like, look, this is our clearly our next generation who's eventually going to take over the world and do think, like amazing things. And I think the conversation around older people about millennials is kind of hyped up. Um, having said that, here's the world that we today live in and the millennials grew up in. So like they didn't even see any other world. We live in a world today where someone can create an app and sell it for a billion dollars 18 months later. We live in a world where someone could create a game for your phone and make millions of dollars, and it happens overnight, right? So I think the perception out there and our quote-unquote role models who we look to is skewed. And I think because of that, it sets up really, really shitty expectations all across the board. By the way, I just want you guys to know that 40-year-olds suffer from the same thing. Um, so with that being said, here's something that I would love all millennials to know. There's nothing in this world happens without you mastering some sort of skill set. And if you're out there and you played a sport, um, if you're out there and you became a writer or someone who's really good at shooting video or coding or anything, that takes time. And to have this unrealistic perception that 
if I do this for the next six months and guy and I were just as guilty when guy was sharing the story that like we started a business, we thought in six months we were going to be millionaires. We really did. The reality of it is that it just takes work. And just because you don't produce results in six months or a year or even three does not mean that this is not your path and you are not good at this. All it means is that your mastery happens in little steps. It doesn't happen in leaps. And so there are incredibly creative, brilliant kids growing up today that have an understanding of the world that very, very few people have because that's the only thing they knew. And so instead of having to get into this, you know, our, our entire society is like instant gratification instant gratification. If you can kind of zoom out from that, a great book, by the way, uh, that I highly recommend for anyone starting on, on their own is a book called mastery by Robert green. Oh, and amazing, it discusses amazing, amazing book, book right? Yeah, amazing, yeah. It, it just discusses it, it. I think it demystifies the thing that we have about people that are just born gifted. And I was just listening to another book, uh, Great by Choice by Jim Collins, who, does, who did a book called Good to Great, which is also great. Um, and he was talking about Bill Gates, and they were talking about luck and things like that, and you know how Bill Gates had all these factors in his favor. And he was like, no, Bill Gates just locked himself in a basement for 10 years and coded. Like He gave up on 10 years of his life to do that, and he was there at the perfect time for that to happen. The next generation of super talented, gifted human beings are millennials. And understanding that it, you don't need to sell your first company for a million or a hundred million or one billion dollars by 30. And if you don't do that, you're not successful. I think that's bullshit. Like you have your whole life ahead of you reaching success in a long wave and getting to 50 and doing it the right way that has integrity and fulfillment and you actually enjoy the journey, not for, hey, I just wanna sell this app for a billion dollars, but like you actually enjoy the process of becoming someone who builds sick apps, who creates an amazing work culture, who has an amazing life, who's fit, healthy, all that stuff. I just, that's the stuff that I would love for that younger generation to know and get and build whatever they're going to do based off of that versus getting sucked into all of that bullshit hype. Like Gary V says this, he goes for every one Instagram, there's 89,000 Insta shits. <laughs> no doubt. I, I would love to, I would love to add something here too. Um, so I was just, I was curious, like, so millennials are 1982 to 2004, which, which technically puts me at the, uh, at the starting line of, of millennials. Hey, welcome. Welcome guy. Uh, I know. And, and Elon's just one year off. And again, it, that's like some people say it's earlier and some people say it's later. So technically we're all generally millennials. I'm just like an old fucking millennial. Um, uh, <laughs> But what that means is, uh, and at the end it says, and this is the first generation that has edged out baby boomers as the biggest generation in American history, which is. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Significant. Um, so what I want to just kind of offer here is here's what's interesting about this time period. I think every generation look back at what their parents was doing and say, that tradition is stupid. Let's change it. However, that process has like exponentially grown where we're seeing that in like not a 20 to 30 year scale. We're seeing that in like two, three, four, five years. Even us as quote unquote millennials, this generation Z to us, we're not going to understand them. We're not going to get them. You know, we, we have yet to see what it looks like to see a generation arise that's been integrated into the world of the Internet from birth, yeah. meaning that they didn't see this big world. They didn't see a world with boundaries. They're, they're going to know from the moment they're born that they could tap in and talk to someone in Indonesia as easy as they can to their neighbor. I mean, I grew up writing pen pal letters to people in China and getting a letter <laughs> back once a year. It's, it's a stark contrast to what my childhood was. But here's what I want to point about, out about that. When you talk to somebody who's uh, older and they tend to be more conservative, people in general tend to be more conservative as they age, and you see that their viewpoints are such that, like kind of what we're seeing politically right now, it's these like really strong traditional viewpoints that for people who are younger, we're sitting there going, how the fuck could you possibly believe in that shit? So what I would offer everybody here is we've come to this place where we're all intaking information. However, we're curating the information that we're getting and we're saying this is the only stream of information I'm interested. I would even argue to say your average person probably goes on five or six websites total. Really like 90% of your internet travel is like on five or six websites. Yeah. You might go here and there and search things, but like you hide your portals and that's the world that you know. So there's this thin line or this like gray area. We have to really come back to, which is like this world of malleability. And I think that's really where millennials and these generations coming up can step into because, guys, we're the first generations in the world that have been granted access to the world of information. When I was growing up and I really wanted to know something, I had two resources. Number one was mom and dad, right? And they had whatever agenda they had about how they wanted to raise their children and what information gets through and based on what information they know. And that might not even be true and all that other shit, which frames the world for you. And then the second one's like your friends, right? And your friends are just as stupid as you are when you're 12 years old and don't know really much of anything. So it's like, now we have this opportunity to really like dig deep into all these educational facets, say, hey, wow, I'm interested in all these different things. I can create a mind and a subconscious that's super malleable, that doesn't get upset when somebody has a different point of view. And I'm, and I'm a little bit saddened to see about like this generation maybe coming up and saying like, this is what we believe in. It's like, no, guys, there's this, this wide array of thought patterns that we can really get ourselves adapted to and to perform in a way and like program yourself so you have that. And I really think it's important when you're when you're younger, 
I think it becomes very susceptible to think that money is the only thing that drives success. And I got to tell you, like we coach a lot of people. We've coached like easily over 10,000 people. Money is not the thing that makes you feel good. It is not what success I would measure by. I think it's a, it's a demarcation. It's a marker. Um, money definitely provides certain things, but we know plenty of people who have a fuck ton of money and are more miserable than you could possibly imagine because it's alarming when you get there and it's seen and it's so empty and you're kind of like wherever you are, but you're kind of by yourself. So I would measure success by more like the inner, inner joy that you have, the amount of stuff that you do on a day to day basis. That's actually in alignment with your true purpose, with who you believe you are, with your self-expression, to me, that's a much, much bigger success. And I promise you, if you step in that direction confidently and you go take actions consistent with what you're aligned to, money will be a byproduct of that anyway. And yeah, and, and then just the one final little thing here, we were talking about mastery. So I would just tell you guys, like success to me is like, is that, is that, is like that pathway to mastery and walking down it, not because money's at the end of the rainbow, but because you're like, this is something I genuinely would love and I have curiosity for, and I want to get great at this fucking thing. You go great, you go get great at that thing. To me, that's success. Yeah. See, this is why I love, that's why I brought this up, by the way, just because before I, I dive into what Satori, you know, Prime is and give you, you uh, both a chance to talk about it, I, the thing that I've gotten from both of you is enjoying the journey. I think a lot of us, we we think too far ahead and we immediately think of when we get a million dollars and we forget about the process that it takes there. And you brought up Robert Greene's book, which really talks about the apprenticeship stage and how many people had to go through certain other masters before they could overtake that master. Um, yep. And and when you're talking about this generational prime, you know, I'm someone that's a millennial and I have a Gen Z brother, a Gen X mother and a you know, uh, baby boomer father. So <laughs> I, I grew up, you know, in all those type of generations. And the only one, the only thing that I keep coming back to and I keep harnessing is that I love personal development as one of the most important skills to develop. But I also think we should pair that up with cultural um, competency because like you both said, the world is increasingly smaller. And if we don't know how to embrace different mindsets and ideas, it becomes a dangerous place where we have all these powerful tools with digital platforms that can go IPO and be millionaires in one day and we can spread wrong ideas. So I love the fact that you, you actually amplified the, the whole journey of what it is to be a millennial, what it is to be a businessman and basically a youth, because I wanted to segue that into what Satori Prime actually is. What do you want ultimately for Satori Prime Academy and the digital products that you have? How do you want people's legacies to be defined after they go through your program? Mm. So the simplest way I can explain it is Satori Prime is a place where your dreams actually become reality. A lot of people talk about what they want to do in life. Then you ask them a very important question. How are you going to do that? And a lot of that falls apart. We all have grand ideas and grand hopes and grand dreams of what it is that we want very, very few of us have any clue what it takes to get there. And I'm not even talking from the technical side. I'm talking who you get to become in order to have that be manifest. So one of the things I challenge entrepreneurs with all the time, and it's a really, this, this question and the statement that I'm about to assert might make 
people that are listening right now very uncomfortable. And that is you only have in your life at this moment that which you believe you are worthy of. Now, I usually get met with a lot of rebuttals like, well, no, 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 I'm worthy of a million dollars. You can't tell me that I'm not, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, here's what I know. If you felt and deep down at the subconscious level that you were worthy of a million dollars, guess what you would have? A million dollars. And the thing that we help people unleash is themselves. Our process, and one of our clients actually wrote something today about this. He's like, every day, I'm remembering more and more who I truly am. Guy and I's belief is that we are God's children. And I don't mean God in like a religious way. I just mean like we've chosen this time in this specific body to come and have this physical experience. But we are souls in a, in a earth puppet with every power known to man and God is in you. And the more you unleash that onto the world, your gift, your song, every there's not a single person alive today that doesn't have something to contribute to the world. And that could be from as little as, you know, being an amazing, well, that shouldn't, I was going to say being as little as being an amazing mom, because it's not, that's like one of the greatest things that any human being can do. Um, you know, people that care for the environment, people that are musically gifted, people that are athletes, people that are writers, every single one of you has something wonderful. What's standing in your way is you. We get you out of your own goddamn way so you can shine. We call them beamheads. And when you become a beamhead, life flows. It becomes effortless because you are following inspired thought at all times. And the opportunities, it's like a guiding, I call them guiding lights. It's like those little lights at the trail at like the fancy hotels where there's no lights, but there's just these like little candle things leading your path. Yeah. It's like that. The perfect person shows up. The perfect opportunity shows up. It, it like life just guides you. And to us, that's the greatest gift. Like how about creating the most magical, amazing results in your life with ease and play. What would life be like if that was your life versus alpha male, alpha type people, right? Let me force this outcome. Let me prove it to the world. Let me grind it and hustle and work real hard, which I'm not saying doesn't produce results. I'm just saying like, you got a choice. And everybody talks about from Grant Cardone to Gary Vee to all these guys like hustle, grind, hustle, grind. I did it. It, it produces good results. Magic results are much better. They're not linear. They're, they're the kind of results that just like knock your socks off where you hang up the phone, you have this conversation, all of a sudden this person pops up in your head. You're like, you know what? I'm going to call so-and-so. And they're like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. I was just talking to this person. They're looking to hire someone. They want to fly you to DC and pay you 25 grand so you can come and speak. Did I do anything for that? I didn't do shit. I just followed my inspired thought. I had this incredible, like, oh my God, I haven't spoken to so-and-so in a long time. And instead of just being like, oh, that's noise, let me go back to grinding. 
I listen. I'm open. I'm like, oh, how interesting. Let me let me explore that. And I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, you you see someone in your dream, you you have a thought in the middle of the day, and you're like, wow, I haven't thought about that person. Try it. Just contact them, text them, be like, hey, you came up with my thoughts today. I was thinking about you. Nine times out of ten, they'll be like, wow, that's so weird. I was just talking about you last night. We need to get together. We need to talk, blah, blah, blah. It's incredible. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's fascinating to me. And I love that. Wow. So then when people come to your program, how many people do you coach again? How, how many people have you coached throughout the duration of the Ooh. business? So we, we started coaching for free. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's always good. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. For free. We didn't realize that you can make money doing this. Um, funny enough. Cause we look, I mean, we were killing it in finance. So like it wasn't a, about the money. We just did this because it, it served our soul. Um, so we started doing that probably around 2005, 2006. And we started our business in 2011. So we were doing like five, six years of coaching for basically free. Mm. Um, so yeah, we've, we've coached easily, easily 10,000 plus people. Wow. Some one on one, some in groups. That's insane. Um, that's insane. No, yeah. you're definitely going to get to your number, both of you. Um, and any uh, favorite uh, client guy on your end? Any favorite client story? A, spe- a specific client? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that there's one in particular. Uh, I, I just really there, – there's usually – so Satori means a moment of enlightenment. Um, for anybody who's experienced like a, like an awakening state and like a, a momentary lapse, whether it's because you did some like plant medicine or – whether because you did breath work or did something that put you into an ecstatic state, um, even a car accident could do that for some people or, or health issues, whatever. That's what happened to um, me. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Right. Like you, so, I mean, we know because we can quantify it now, even the, even the stuff we're saying, like mysticism and all that stuff. I think what's beautiful is we're, we're, we've coming, we're coming to a time because we can measure, um, like, uh, the brain, right. We can see what's happening up there now. We're, we're starting to be able to quantify, and even biohack ecstasis, like ecstatic states. Um, I mean, the future is looking really bright if you stop looking at what the media is showing you. Um, and you look at like Peter Diamante and Stephen Cutler and all these guys who are like on the cutting edge of, of tech and, and just what's coming up. It's just incredible. So anyway, back back to your question. Um, that's my favorite. There, there's always that moment where you see people change over. And it's it's not just like, Oh, they had a realization. You can see their body posture change, the tonality and their voice changes, like their eyes open in a different way. People, I can tell you from my own experience, like I would describe and people have described like colors appearing differently, like instantaneously, a deeper connection with people. Um, and pretty much for every student that we personally work with, they there comes that moment where I see that awakening. And that's everything to me because I know a few things about that moment. Number one, that person's life is never going to be the same. Number one, every single person that matters to that person, whether it's family or friends, or whether they choose to be service oriented, which most people do once they've had an awakened state, um, those people's lives are never going to be the same. Yeah. And it, and we call it a cosmic ripple. It's like the, the you could see that ripple start. And, you know, for somebody who's been creating ripples for almost 15 years now, and having impacted like the thousands of people, like I was depressed and suicidal as a teenager. 
Uh, I didn't think of myself as a leader. I sure as fuck didn't think of myself as somebody worth listening to. Uh, I didn't think I was smart or any of those things. But when you find what you're passionate about, you're going to turn yourself into a genius if you stick with it. Mm. And and my genius is in understanding people and being able to really see like what's stopping them and then giving them like alternate paradigms that empower them and start giving them alternate experiences like in the physical universe. Um, and, and I just basically teach them how to hack themselves, right? So I think that's my favorite thing is just watching that, that realization come across somebody's face and then watching that ripple go out. Love it, love it. That turning point, the moment you realize where it all changed and that dramatic music is going to come on in the background. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> all right, all right. We're, getting, we're getting ready to wrap up here. But before I do that, I want to sort of do some fun questions with you, uh, both since you're siblings. So feel free to answer whenever. What do you like and hate about each other? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you do not mess around. <laughs> Go for it, man. I want the, wow. I want the truth. I want the truth. <laughs> wow. Um, hate is such a strong word, so I can't say that there's anything that I hate about guy. I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll share with you a very interesting experience. Like, <laughs> we're we're brothers. What I love about us is we're like one brain that was split in two mm-hmm. with different strengths. And yet we love the same things. So like we listen to the same music. We like the same cars. Our experiences in life, which I think is very different from a lot of brothers, like we actually gravitated towards the same things instead of being like, well, you like this, you know, F you, I'm going to like that. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. And with that, you know, like we're, we're different personalities. So even this week, you know, I, I'd say that like once, maybe twice a year, we have what I call like Skype battles where we'll get on and like one of us is heated and we approach something in a, in a way that's, you know, not, not the best way. And it always hangs up with like, fuck you, fuck you. And like hanging up on Skype <laughs> and then literally like with it, we can't even hold that anger for more than five minutes. Cause within five minutes we're already like, all right, let's go talk. And you know, <sighs> Those, I think, the, like the lowest moments for me around our relationship, obviously. And it always leads to something so great. Like there's always an expansion of our relationship right afterwards. Um, so even in it, I'm like, I know this is going to lead to good shit. Um, it just in that moment, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. I think for both of us. All right. All right. All right. So you, you guys are you, you, you're weirdly similar, but yet different and still similar. Is what I go with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look, wait, when just, you know, again, you look at the programming when you're a child, that really doesn't change. Like, your core programming is your core programming. Yeah. Um, Elon was really outgoing. He liked the spotlight and center of attention. I was the exact opposite. I'm like a total wallflower. You know, like, if you didn't talk to me, I didn't talk to you. Like, you know, leadership, communication, um, for me, uh, I don't want, I don't want to make it sound like it's not authentic. It's just like, it wasn't my natural state. Like, I had to, like, learn in and lean in to those things. I don't, I don't think Elon really had leadership skills either, but he was definitely drawn to like getting that kind of attention. I think that's a really big difference for us. So like, uh, I tend to definitely have a little bit more of a technical mind and Elon's a little bit more on like the personal relationship building side. And and I'm great at that. And Elon can do the technical stuff also. But again, it's been this like blend of just becoming more of like a, a Renaissance man, uh, over time and, and really just appreciating just all facets of what it means to be human. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Both of you are expert journalists. I, I, um, I love uh, Renaissance, man. I think that's a great, a great way to describe both of you. Who is cleaner? Who's cleaner? Oh, guy for sure. Yeah. Guy's a, oh. guy's a Virgo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's an organization and an order in my life that's paramount for my own um, mental well-being. <laughs> I, I wish I could show you a picture of my desk and that would just solve that issue. Hey, yeah. maybe, maybe it's an older older brother thing because I am so messy. It's it's insane. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. Do you have nicknames for each other? Do we have what? Nicknames for each other. Nicknames. No. Not ah, really. No. 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 I, I think we, we both we both have such short names. I mean, what do you really do with them? I mean, guy, we were of a... Hey, guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guy. Yeah, that's a story of my life right there. <laughs> I could tell you the next three questions you have about my name, too, which is like the first thing you ask me is a gi. That's like, yes, I could literally stand there when I introduce myself and just be like, I got the questions for you. Here are the three things you want to know. <laughs> because it's been done so many times. Yeah. Um, but... We're, we're of Russian descent, so uh, that just wasn't really part of it. They had like all Russians kind of have nicknames, but yeah. it, they use like your original name. Yeah, yeah I guess. No, no, nothing, yeah. nothing weird. I was just curious. Okay, who reads more? We we we're both fiends of reading. Okay, so both, yeah, like, both, both of you. All right. Fiends. I, I will just say this: I was not starting this business made me a fiend of reading. Gotcha. That's well, good. That's good. Better athlete. Better, I think Elon. Uh, yeah, I would say me. Uh, <laughs> wait, that's the unanimous answer. Okay, so not, not by much though, but better six pack. I think I think me. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, never mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, Elon, you can have that the athletic genes, but I got the better body. So, <laughs> all right. Is that all right. Uh, right I guess uh, last question before we uh, we get to the, the mission statement question is. Um, what what is the funniest memory you have about each other? Wow, memory, funniest memory, bro. You're the one with the memory. <laughs> I, I definitely don't. I don't have the funniest memory. All right, well, let's get. I mean, if we're gonna get real, so um, some of the funniest times I can remember. We do an annual boys trip. Um, in the last five years, we've been doing it on the Delaware River um, in New York, and uh, when we get there, it's become like this pretty big trip with like twenty or thirty guys. Um, we, we all take a lot of mushrooms and uh, we go out into the middle of this river. Hopefully that's okay for your audience. But no, it's, even, it's fine, it's fine. Even if it's not, yeah, we take, we take a bunch of mushrooms and there's this gorgeous, gorgeous, serene place. And in the middle of this river are all these giant rocks. And I don't know why, but for me, like every single year when we do that is probably the, the hardest I ever laugh. <laughs> and I, and I actually know exactly why I'm on mushrooms. That's why I'm on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Well, where can the audience find out more about what you are doing and what is uh, your next project? So the best place we actually just redid our website, which we're actually super proud of. We we hired some amazing amazing people to do it. So satoriprime.com, which is just s a t o r i prime.com. You can find out pretty much everything about us uh, in a quirky, fun way on that website. Um, and then we also have a podcast called The Have It All Podcast, which yeah. is also on Stitcher and iTunes and YouTube. So uh, those would be the best place. And honestly, like we're super accessible. Um, we never got the like high and mighty, you know, you can't reach out to us type uh, thing. So 
you know, Elon at Satori Prime, which is I-L-I-N at Satori Prime, or Guy at Satori Prime, and we actually answer our own emails. Well, that's good. That's good. I love that. I love that. And um, um, the mission statement of my podcast and the reason why I, I do any of my businesses is this foundation. I, I say, use your difference to make a difference. That's that's my yes. why. So oh, how do – oh, thank you. Thank you. So how do you each – I'll start with Guy this time. How do you uh, use your difference to make a difference? And then we'll go to you, Elon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely passionate about um, working with people and helping them upgrade their, their lifestyle and, and mindset. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean money. So uh, whether you're a friend, a loved one, uh, whether somebody I'm in a relationship with, I really just stand for people's greatness. Uh, and I think that's what Elon and I both do just super, super well. We really um, just help people realize their, their life's desires and commitments um, and that's, that again, something I would do, even if I wasn't getting paid for it, I'm happy that we live in a time and in a place where we can share these kind of messages, communicate with people all over the world, uh, and take what we love and, and, and just also have that be like our, you know, how we make a means to living. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And Elon? Uh, you know, mine is kind of very, very similar. Um, I, I love watching people wake up. I love that ability to have a conversation with someone and sh and they get inside of that conversation what's been stopping them all these years and why they haven't produced the results and what how they get to operate now and then just go out and create these amazing amazing things in their lives um, and specifically today because we've done this for a while we get to actually choose who we work with so we're working with people who their goal isn't money. Like I said before, I, I know that money people want, but like I got to tell you, most of our clients have a lot of money and they hire us because the money didn't fulfill them. So we're looking for people who are thinking of creating global impact and like you who are looking to use their difference to actually leave a profound difference on others and on this planet in a big big way yeah um and i just love love like i'm so humbled and grateful that we even have the ability and knowledge and vision to interact with those people and be some sort of conduit in in this process um it's honestly like the greatest gift uh to be able to do this Ah, no, I love this. I love this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you've just been listening to, uh, to Guy and Elon, uh, and they are the uh, modern-day renaissance men, uh, and they, they are the brains behind Satori Prime, satoriprime.com. I'll make sure I put that in the, in the show notes as well as their podcast, but I just want to thank you gentlemen for coming on the show. This has been really fun getting to inside your brain and, and figuring out your journey. I <laughs> uh, really, really um, appreciate the time you spent today, so thank you so much. Likewise, brother. Yes, boss. Thank you. Anytime. Till next week, ladies and gentlemen, use your difference to make a difference. Bye, everybody. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 